Welcome to LOA Today. I'm Walt Thiessen. With me today is Debbie G of Spirituality Gone Wild. This is your daily dose of happy. We are so happy you decided to join us today. Indeed we are. We are not sure whether Neil is going to join us. We hope he does. It'd be great if he was able to make it today. But uh, if he isn't able to, well, we'll just carry on because, hey, it's not like we haven't done that before, Debbie. We have had uh, quite a bit of experience carrying on, you know, so we'll just keep doing that. And so how are you doing? You looking good? Thank you. I'm doing fabulous. Thank you very Ooh. much. We've had, dude, like it's been some crazy energy. We had a full moon with an eclipse and it's been a lot of clearing for the masculine energy, which uh, has been just something we've got. Oh yeah. We've got retrogrades happening. We've got flares <laughs> flying. We've, you know, and all, all for our benefit to realize that there, if there's one little piece, I've taken away from this past, I don't know, couple months mm. and all the energy's going and all this other stuff is that it's so perfect. It's so perfect because on the flip side of thinking everything's working against you is everything's working for you. And when it's when you start seeing it that you go, oh, mm. these energies happen on purpose because they're it's sort of like this. If you I don't know if you've ever done this before, Walt. Have you swept your kitchen floor and you can't find your dustpan? Oh, sure. Yeah, I think we've all had that. And then you sweep it over into a corner and then hide it with the broom. <laughs> or get a newspaper or something, anything. <laughs> get the darn thing off well, the floor. <laughs> well, I'm sort of naughty, so I'll just sweep it. You'll sweep it on your side. Okay. <laughs> I'll just get to that later. Yeah, right. <laughs> rest of it's good. There's never a carpet well, around to sweep it under when you really need one. You ever notice that? Well, I know. I exactly. Like, I mean, you know, just sweep it. I've done that. Oh, there's the carpet. Yeah, right. We're good. <laughs> Oh, we get this, we get this wonderful retrograde, this energy that comes up to bring, and what it does is it says, it brings a big giant gust of wind in and it goes, ah. and all, and all that uh, stuff that was underneath there, all that, all the, the stuff that you just, ah, I'll just sweep to the corner and I'll deal with that later and then I'll forget about it and I don't deal with it later. And you know what I notice is that it collects dust bunnies and yeah, gets course. bigger. <laughs> so, now, I want you all to equate this to yourselves and the mm. stuff you sweep under the rug, the stuff you don't want to deal with, the stuff that you can't find the dustpan for. It's got some dust bunnies. And so what's happening right now is that you're getting tornadoes of dust bunnies. It's like the Tasmanian devils just going through going. Okay, yeah. Why not? And if you're not taking care of you first, if you're not, it's going to show you. And it's going to present itself in a way that you're going to get. You're going to get stretched. You're going to get mm -hmm. tired, angry, mm -hmm. pissed off, depressed. All kinds of ego emotions come up because you aren't, you've not dealt with it. And I think the universe is saying, I want you all to start practicing some better self care. You need to love yourselves first. And I think that, that this is what this is about and diving in to the masculine energy. This is about the masculine coming into their power. Okay, so let me, ask, let me ask you, let me no. ask you about your metaphor. Um, before we get to the masculine power thing, let me no. ask you about your metaphor. Cause I, cause I, there's a definite pattern that I see as somebody who's an entire boot camp. Cause you refer to it as dust and entire, we talk about residual dust, which is the stuff that's left over after you have detuned all that crap that was bugging you for all those years. And I'm wondering, was that like a conscious connection that you were making there or did you just, did you just like dust? I didn't know if it could be either way. I think I think that that's just Taya. I think that's just okay. Taya come, I think Taya comes out. I think that, uh, I've been doing it so long that I'm just Taya-fied. Taya-fied. Yeah. All right. Yeah. I'm Taya-fied. Like I mean, it's like, you know, it's like Twitter painted, like <laughs> Thumper got Twitter painted. <laughs> now there's an old reference. I like that one. <laughs> I'm Twitter painted. I know, but you know, you get, I'm Taya-fied and like, yeah. So everything, that's a really good thing, though. How does Taya trusting your abundance show up in your life? And it was something that David was just talking about a little bit ago here. Mm. And it's the truth of it, though. If you really look at your life and you start seeing where am I trusting my abundance in my life? And am I trusting it? Mm. Oh, so let's talk. OK, so vibrational dust. 
Yeah, it sort of just melds right into the fact that there's dust bunnies growing and yeah. you sweep it under the rug. And why? Because here's here's the biggie one. So that question's answered. We're we're there because I got a whopper for you now. Okay. The divine masculine and the divine feminine. Y'all need to quit lying to yourselves. This energy happening is because we're all a bunch of fibbers. And we're all selfish. I love it. (laughs) We all lie to ourselves. We're full of crap. We don't tell ourselves the truth. We say yes when we mean no. We do things because we're people pleasing. I used to. I think think everybody does at times. I mean, you, you don't have to do that as a regular pattern. And yet you can still be somebody who tries to please at times. Well, it's okay to go ahead and compromise if you're doing it within your truth. If you're saying, I, I, if you're saying, you know, I'm going to do this, but you're doing it in a truth. The truth is spoken. You're not just going, oh, okay, yeah, that's fine. Let's go do this thing that Mm -hmm. I just, no, I don't want to do, but I'm going to go do because I know you want to go do. No, lying to yourself is the first form of you are a naughty self caregiver. Okay. You're terrible. I'm terrible. If I, <laughs> man, and you know, it's so brutal because we want to say, yeah, but. Well, I was just going to say that because I mean, you, you're being brutal on us for actually being brutal. <laughs> within, uh, within the construct of a WG moment. <laughs> <laughs> it's you. Look at the mirror. As everybody goes, like, this happening and that shit's happening and what the, and I'm like, yeah, I know. And then I, <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> I know. I understand. So what it is, is in my world anyway, and I can't speak for anybody else who lies to themselves, but you all do, is that selfish, we are all selfish. This has just hit me the other day. I'm just like, my God, we are all a bunch of selfish ninnies. We are all spoiled, selfish people. We want what we want when we want what we want. And when we don't get what we want, we all throw temper tantrums because we were really good at it when we were two. (laughs) And let's face it, our behavioral patterns started when we were two or one or whatever. To to own that selfishness is the most perfect thing to me because it's like I really because I do want my way. I do want things to be a certain way. It's my it's my damn reality. It's my life. I'm creating. I'm co-creating with everybody. But to own the fact that we're all innately selfish beings, just by the nature of us. Yeah. Why does, and and quit making it wrong. And say self Yes, I was waiting for that. I knew you were getting there. And I was like, oh, come on, I know you're going there. Come on, bring it out. (laughs) Quit making it wrong. Damn. Stop. It's okay. Self first is not selfish. And actually, what the hell if it is? So what? What if it is? What if you take care of you because you matter that much? Oh, well, is the whole world going to die now? And what if it did? So what? Well, also look at it from another point of view. What if you tried to be 100% selfless? You'd be be dead. Um, You would die, like, within days. It's not possible possible to stay alive without being selfish to some degree. It's not possible. I love that. Mm-mm, mm-mm. The things that we think that matter don't matter. Mm-hmm. What matters is are you being true to you, mm-hmm. true to true to your heart? Yes. Because if you can't be true to you and true to your heart, if you cannot be honest with yourself, there is not another human being that you're going to be honest with. And integrity right now is being challenged in every direction. Oh yeah. <laughs> If there's you a good tell us that, yeah. there, there, there's a really good reason for that. We keep attracting yeah. well, you and me, but but society keeps attracting that. You know, that's that's what mm-hmm. people are regularly mm-hmm. attracting, and of course they keep getting it, and they say, "Well, why has this happened to me?" <laughs> uh, wait, ambulance, because you just because you're not being honest with yourself about mm-hmm. what your real true needs are. But I don't know what my needs are. That's why you need to take Taya. Just saying, but or or take time to do something, anything. Time, that, time that, that for you. Take ownership. Yeah. Time for you. So something else has been coming up, and this is going to segue into this. Okay, well, what if you were told that you only have six months to live? Okay. And I mean, seriously, I want people to really sit and, and put themselves in this space. 
If you've ever experienced almost dying or you've ever experienced your own mortality, you you get this already. We're all going to croak. Just deal with that part. Don't I'm afraid to die. Well, that's just because you're selfish, like we already talked about. Back to it. If you only had six months, what are you going to change in your life? What are you going to do? And to back this up, uh, first, I want you to think about that, Walt. But I have something to read to, to all of you, and I'm going to bring it up here. And it's a little bit long. And this was written by a lady that just transitioned yesterday. Mm, nice. And she left the earth yesterday and she left this behind for all of us. Just like it's the words are so profound that I think it's really important. And it's going to drive home my point of you taking care of yourself, too. Mm. Is it OK if I read it? Yeah, sure. You ready? Go for all it. right. And then and then we can go into what would you do if you're only here for six more months? Mm-hmm. So. If you're reading this, the fu- the effing brain cancer probably got me. But let me be crystal clear. While I'm able, I did not lose a battle against cancer. This is a ridiculous, steamy pile of horseshit that society has dumped on cancer patients. Western medicine and Western culture especially is so uncomfortable talking about death that instead it created a battle analogy that basically shames people who die from cancer. Newsflash, none of... Newsflash, and this is part, I love this. None of us gets out of, out alive from this rodeo called life. There's no shame in dying from cancer or any serious illness, and it doesn't need to be a battle. It's a transition that each of us will go through. I was asked by a shaman who I spoke with after my second brain surgery, are you running towards life or are you running away from death? Are you running towards life or are you running away from death? Whew, that got my attention. Mm-hmm. There's a big difference. There's a big difference. I got it wrong more often than not. Don't let fear fuel your choices. Live fearlessly. Run towards life. Don't worry about what people think. Trust me, it doesn't matter. Focus on you. Be true to yourself. Be your own best friend. People who tell you you're selfish are not your people, but you (laughs) are selfish. (laughs) You know, selfish in a good way. We'll talk about that, and I'll explain it. If the voice in your head says these unkind things, get a new voice, honor your mental health and seek out a good therapist. If the same vigor you'd search for with the same vigor, you'd search for a romantic partner. In other words, you're important. Speaking of being intentional about cultivating friendships that lift you up as those friendships grow and change, don't overlook them while you search for the great love of your life. No, I'm not suggesting you sleep with your bestie, but if you do, do you <laughs> another helpful Another unhelpful message that we get from society is that we need a love of our life or as a romantic partner. Single and childless, I was diagnosed with terminal brain cancer, and I looked around my life and came up sputtering and sobbing from the wave of grief that washed over me. I thought I'd be doing this alone, no husband, no kids, no great love. How wrong was I? At the first appointment with my neuro-oncologist, one of the nurses diligently hauled in, a, hauled in chair after chair for the great loves of my life who came in with me that horrible day and many days after that. I sat and listened while the doctor explained the 12-month procedure plan. As I focused on my breathing and looked around the room and that was filled with the great loves of my life, incredible women and friends I'd met at various stages. So surround yourself with people who contradict that unkind voice, people who see your light and remind you who you are, an amazing soul, and learn how to receive these reflections from your people because they are speaking truth. And here we go. Love yourself no matter how weird and silly it might feel. Every morning, give yourself a hug before your feet hit the floor and look deeply into your eyes in a mirror. Say to yourself out loud, I trust you. Mm-hmm. That voice in your head might say you're a dork. Ignore it. As people leave this body and embark on this mysterious journey of, of soul, I hope these observations from my deathbed are somewhat useful. What I know deep in my bones is that learning to love myself has led me to be able to say this, and I'm so proud of how I lived. Really good. I like that. Yeah. So, think about that. So, Walt, mm-hmm. if you were six months a year regardless if you were faced with your mortality what would you think you might do differently before i answer that question i think i need to give a little background 
And the reason I say that is the background, I think, informs the present answer. The background is that when I was growing up, I grew up in a Protestant Christian household. And my family was the leading family in our church. My father was the biggest donor. We played the biggest role. I mean, it was that kind of a situation. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And now I had that one particular experience. It was a Presbyterian denomination. Um, lots of different Christian denominations exist that have a similar experience to what I'm about to describe. Other religions have a similar experience to what I'm about to describe. I'm not trying to to come down on any particular religion. I'm trying to explain where my experience came from and where my experience came from was my religion taught me to be afraid of death. Yeah. So did mine. Right. So yeah, five on that one. And it wasn't until I learned about source energy, law of attraction, all that kind of thing that I finally encountered spiritual beliefs that aligned with what was deep inside me. And once I did, my fear of death disappeared. Yeah. Because now I had something to hang on to spiritually that made sense. (laughs) Because I'm sorry, the other one doesn't make sense. It's designed to mess you up. And it does a really, really good job of that. So with that little um, tirade aside, (laughs) I I don't fear death anymore. And in fact... uh, now, I have not had to face, you know, I have six months to live, so I can't say I know how I would respond in that situation. Right. However, I, what I can say is what I think would happen. And what I think would happen is that the intent that I have now would become more intentional. As focused as I am now on living in the now, I'd be even more focused then. Yeah. Because when you have a time limit like that, it's like every day counts in a really, really big way. So I suspect I'd probably be doing a lot of what I do, but with greater intention and greater focus on what's going on right now. And I'd be, I would be ruthless in terms of any other stuff coming in, usually past stuff. I would have zero, today I have like 10% tolerance for it. I'd have zero tolerance for it. And I'd be completely in the now. And well, there's also another piece of the answer too. I get the distinct impression from the message she left behind that she was in her own mind completing this life. She was complete. Yes. She was done. And different people are going to encounter this experience that she went through differently. Some are going to be done. Others aren't going to be done. And that, I think, is the biggest distinction between those who manage to heal themselves and those who transition. I think it really comes down to that. Are yeah, you done? Yeah, I think you're, yeah. Are you done? Mm-hmm. Are you done? If you're not done yet, you're going to find a way. If, if you know yeah. anything at all about the kind of stuff that we know about, you're going to find a way. It's, it's not like we lack teachers, right? I mean, Dr. Right. Joe Dispenza comes to mind as a, as top of the list. Um, so there are ways for you to change your experience because we know that we control our experience. We have the, the power of conscious intent and we can do what we want to do with it. But like I said, in her case, I got a very distinct impression that she was done. And uh, I mean, people talk about um, having a plan before you, they come into their lives. I'm not, I'm not a hundred percent sure that I'm on board with that one. I certainly can appreciate where they're coming from on it. I, I'm kind of, mm-hmm. I, I kind of go back and forth. That. Sometimes I'm there. Sometimes I'm not so sure. But in her case, I could argue that one of the main reasons she came into life was to come to that particular point in time at the end of her life so that she could leave that message. I have a, I have a strong suspicion that was a big thing for her to leave that message and that it was quite possible she'd been carrying that for years, carrying that idea that she wanted to leave a message like that one. Now I could be wrong about that. I could be full of it, but that was my impression. Well, what hit me with it was, why do you, why do we wait to do the thing we want to do? Hmm. Why do Fear. we wait? To, why do we wait to tell the person we love that we love them? Why do mm. we wait to do the things in our life? And at 53 years old, I look at myself and I say, there is no longer the, I, 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 even the fact there was never the time to wait. There was never a time to wait because we're not guaranteed tomorrow. And I want to talk about the selfish thing too, because it's important. There's how we view the word selfish. Mm -hmm. 
Okay. And, and when I'm saying it, I'm not saying it in a negative connotation. I'm saying it with the utmost of admiration. Because everything that we do, it's a give and take, receive. It's back and forth. If you give something to somebody, you feel really good in your heart and it expands. Why do we do things for people? Because it expands our consciousness and our soul and our heart. Hello, that's self. Okay. Do you understand? So to be selfish in a, in a loving way, like I want to go give to these people. Why? To make their day. And because it feels really good. I yeah. love that. Mm-hmm. Me too. So it's within the scope, selfish being recognizing that everything that's being done isn't just a one man game. You're doing it for yourself. You're not just doing for somebody else. If somebody's doing something out there and you think they're doing it to you, they're not. They're actually doing it to themselves. Mm -hmm. yeah. You see, it's all just back and forth. I mean, if you have a relationship with somebody, you have an experience with somebody and it's a back and forth, both everybody is coming from their own selfish perspective. You know, yeah, it, they could be understanding somebody else's, but come on. Yeah. And I'm but with you. I, I think it's really important to appreciate self. Yeah. I, I mean, self is a good thing. I, I like you. I don't buy into the old uh, cliche type thing that uh, you shouldn't be selfish. Uh, mm -mm. The, the, the way I think about it is whenever somebody whenever I hear somebody say that and I've heard people say that plenty of times, I yeah. keep thinking the same thing. Wow. You must be having a miserable day. Because it's just a reflection of where they're at right then. They're basically saying, I can't be happy unless you change your behavior. And well, that right there is searching for a, that's like an, an internal, oh my God, get into the whole, somebody in your life to fill the void that you need to fill yourself, but you're too busy. Yeah. The self, <laughs> selfish, true, okay, selfishness in the derogatory manner is expecting somebody else to fulfill you instead of you fulfilling you. Mm. Selfish in a non-derogatory manner is self-first instead of selfish, self-first, so that you're filling your own self up. So yes. it depends on, you know, the words, word is interesting and it's all be, whatever your intention is behind the word. But my bigger question to everybody is why are you waiting? Why are you waiting to do the thing you want to do? Why are you t not being honest with yourself? Why do you lie? Yeah, you are. Why do you do it? Because I'm afraid people are not going to like the person I am if I let them see me. Yeah, that, that'll kill you. And I don't mean that just metaphorically. It'll. Yeah. You're done. History. Mm -hmm. It may take a while, but you know, you're, you're, what's the phrase? You're a dead man walking. Oh God, that movie. Did you ever see that movie, Dead Man Walking? No, I didn't want to watch it. <laughs> I think it can't be like, I think it, I think, I mean, I walked out of that movie and just like, I literally was just, I just, oh, tears. Mm -hmm. I mean, oh, the empathy level I had for the poor, for the, the character Sean Penn played was mm -hmm. enormous. And I could understand why that this nun was seeking to abolish the freaking death penalty. It yeah, all, oh, sure. Yeah. But then there are other people coming out from their perspectives with a whole different attitude. But see, it's all about that perception, that perspective. And I am encouraging you all to take a look at yourself, yourself mm -hmm. first. Quit looking at your brother, sister, mother, dog, husband, boyfriend, girlfriend, wife, child, aunt, uncle, person on the corner, the guy driving like a like a he's something in front of you <laughs> okay nobody but nobody but nobody and that is can you swallow the pill that is that you are the common denominator in your life and that nobody is to blame and if that's true then damn it why can't you just love you for where you're at you may as well what else or maybe, you got to or maybe lose? maybe you can even flip it around you can love you as you are just make you it point blank straightforward. Yeah. Oh, ooh. Walt just nailed it, everybody. You can love you where you're at. Yeah. 
I mean, that's that's but really what we were alluding to earlier. When, when when you were talking, well, before we started the show, we were talking, and then yeah. at the early part of the show, you were alluding to Taya. And yeah. the Taya practice is literally, I mean, it's called trust your abundance. You could literally change it to trust yourself because it's the same thing. Your same abundance thing. is yourself. It really is the same thing. Yeah. And learning to trust yourself can take some doing, and it can require having to eliminate some old tapes that we're playing, and it can require diving deep, and it's worth it. I mean, you, you actually, you, you were in Taya, yeah. what, three years ago? What was it when you, when three years ago, you mm-hmm. went through it for the first time. So you went yeah. to boot camp. And then when I announced here on the show that I was going to actually go through boot camp, you said, well, I'm going to join and I'm, I'm going to go with you. And, and you're actually, are, are you going for a mentor or a coach? What are you going for? I'm not sure what you're, what you're going for right now. Um, I do all of it. I mentor all of it. Okay. All, all of it. And I'm heading into the coaching. I coached in my, with relationship coaching, um, before, but this is different. Mm-hmm. Right, right now, what I'm seeing is that in order to trust your abundance, what Ty is about is going from fear to freedom. Mm-hmm. Going from fear to freedom. But the biggest thing about the trusting yourself is that you actually, you actually experience being okay when people don't like what you do, what you're doing. Yeah, yeah. You Which stop can be, caring. That's a challenge at first. That's a real big challenge at first, especially if you're not used it to is. it. It yeah. is at first. It yeah. is. It is at first, and I still, I'll see that little come up there. You know. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, it doesn't uh, completely want to go away. It's like this going in my ear, and I'm like, let me tell you, there's only one place you're at. If you're blaming anybody and pointing your finger. Mm, including blaming yourself, by the way. Including blaming myself. Yes. It's called victim mm-hmm. syndrome. Yeah. So we have a lot of relationships before we enter into Taya that, before I entered into Taya that I didn't realize were trauma bonded. Mm-hmm. I didn't realize that all my past relationships, every stinking one of them were built on trauma bonding. Really? There wow. wasn't. Yeah, I didn't have I didn't have one relationship before Taya that wasn't a trauma bond. Ooh. Everything, everything, it was all dysfunctional, codependent, trauma bonded. Feel sorry for me. I'm in my victim, and believe me, I could find people who could do that for me. And no trauma. And what happens with Taya is that there's a there's a low with that while you figure yourself out and you look at yourself and you go, Oh wait, I do love me. And there's all of the, all of this comes in and the people in your life that you've been so worried about what they think about you. It stops because you, you're a dynamic with them and that relationship then changes. You now start setting the boundaries that you've never set for yourself. You start going, Oh man. Yeah. That I don't like that. You don't go into, Oh my God, look what they did to me. You go, Oh no, I don't like that. I don't like it. In fact, you know what? That's not working for me. Here's what would work for me. And yeah. I do see that the, that this is like a thing for you and I'm compassionate and understanding. And I realized that in the past in our relationship that we did this thing and that's what that looked like. And I'm up and you guys are used to me doing this and that and blah, blah, blah. But now I'm not. Well, guess what? That just because it, it, it stopped being what I want. And now yeah. I'm doing what I want. Yeah, but we don't like it. Uh, that's too damn bad. Well, you created a pattern interrupt. That's really what you did. There was an old pattern. You interrupted it. You changed it around by changing the way you thought you felt. And all of a sudden, everybody else felt the consequences of that. Because totally. now all of a sudden, their old game wasn't working anymore. Well, yeah, but see, also the beauty, there's some, God, this is so beautiful. What happens is, is some of these people actually start seeing the beauty within them because you're seeing oh, the beauty great. within you yeah, and you fun. start. Ref- so then you start reflecting the beauty. You start yep. reflecting the beauty because you quit judging what's happening and you start accepting what's happening and you start realizing, oh, my God, they're just they're they're perfect. They're in their mess. Aren't they beautiful? They're freaking mess. Isn't that lovely? The, the thing that always really amazed me about this kind of thing, and I especially have noticed it during Thai boot camp, but I also have noticed it in the past too. When you make these shifts, when you change your perceptions and you change your preferences and you change what you're willing to do and what you're not willing to do, what you're willing to yeah. accept, what you're not willing to accept, when you change that, first of all, you get a change in people around you. And I mean who they are. It's amazing. That, yeah. that 
that was the first time I really noticed the magic, so to speak, of the law of attraction. Because uh-huh. magically, some people disappeared and other people appeared, and it was a definite increase in wonderfulness for me every single time that happened. Yeah. Simply because I changed the way I thought about myself and my environment and what I was going to do with my life, what I was going to give my attention to, what I was not going to give my attention to, more important than anything else. I was going to stop giving my attention to all the stuff that wasn't really working for me. I was going to start giving my attention to stuff that I would prefer instead. The whole thing shifts. The population well, shifts. The people around me shift. It's got, somebody once asked me very recently, you know, how, how many people do you have in your life who give you a hard time? And I had to sit and think about it because I couldn't think of one. <laughs> I no, mean, yeah. it used to be, I could have listed, you know, a dozen easily right off the top of my, my head, but I, I couldn't think of any because they were all gone. They were all gone. They just disappear. They, they just did. go. And when you're not taking it personal, because it's not personal. Right. You're like, oh, okay, so they're going to go work on their stuff. I have been a frequency and vibration. That's all it is. There's no mm. reason to even judge while people, when people are in your life or, or they're not. Well, you're on point. I love that. So, But you also find that when you raise your standards, that the caliber of people that you're now hanging around with changes. And when I say caliber, Mm -hmm. I am talking about frequency and vibration again. There's not a right or wrong with the people that you were with before. It's just that you're doing your stuff. You're growing your growth and you're not willing to just play in the, in the mud. You're kind of like, you know, that was good when it was good. And I got so much mud stuck in places I didn't even know I had. (laughs) And I'm like, I don't want to be in the mud anymore. And I'm going to go over there now because it's cleaner. Time to shower off. Seriously. And sometimes you revisit the mud and you get mud stuck a little bit again. And mm-hmm. so just saying. But, but the funny <laughs> thing is over time, that mud sticks less and less when you do this kind of practice. It sticks less. It does. It totally does. It, it it's like you become, you, you become Teflon Debbie and Teflon wall. Like the stuff just slides right off. Oh God. <laughs> right. Isn't that what happens? Yeah. It feels like it. It's when we finally learn how to be a duck. That's right. It <laughs> <laughs> just slides right off. You know, what are you doing right now? I'm a duck. <laughs> I'm a duck. <laughs> <laughs> we all are in the mud. Mud's not good for ducks. We're going to be over here in our pond. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Letting the yeah. stuff just slide <laughs> off our backs. That's funny. I like that. <laughs> but it's true that when you go through um, the tie, now I've, I've been through a number of different things in, in my life. I've, I've, you know, First of all, I've had a whole slew of life coaches here on the program, making me the best coach life, uh, best coach, uh, podcast host in America, which I am very proud of. Um, but I've also been through programs. I've been through, I've read books. I've, you know, I've studied all kinds of stuff like that. And every step of the way, I pick stuff up and every step of the way, it just filled in another piece here, another piece there. And I really like that. One of the things that I really appreciate about Taya so far, and I'm only about two thirds of the way through is I, found that Taya was reinforcing something I had done myself, but not consistently for years. The okay. distancing, you know, where, where, where David in the stream, they talk about taking the step back and looking at life from the point of view of source energy. That's right. And, and you actually end up doing meditations where you're trying to do that exact thing and, and practice developing the skill and so forth. I've actually done that for years, but I didn't do it consistently. I did it sometimes. And then the right. other times I didn't. And so I, and I didn't make the connection until Taya that the times that I was doing it were the times that I was going up, the times I wasn't doing it were the times I went down the spiral. I mean, there was a direct connection, but I just didn't make the connection. I didn't associate it. Uh-huh. Yeah. Exactly. But with, but with I, Taya, I, I, I made the association. That. It's like, oh yeah, that really does work that way. And so that part was actually easy for me. Isn't that amazing? Like seriously, yeah. like we were doing it because you and I have been yeah. doing, you, you've actually been. Doing hosting and interviewing much longer than I have. I've only been doing it for like four years. You've been doing it like 10 or 12 or some crazy amount of times. Nine actually, but thank you. I appreciate that. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, seriously, you've been doing it a long time and it's true. We get a benefit to be able to sit and interview people from all walks. Oh man. It's like tool city just keeps flying in. It's, it's remarkable. Yeah, but I haven't found anything. Well, I think Taya, t- trust your abundance has many reasons why it's awesome. One, it's because of the community. Two, because you mm. actually get to. Okay, so maybe go, you go do those know one at a time because those are really both. Good. Let, let, let's spend some time on each one of those. Start with the community because that community is huge. It's a yeah, wonderful, we'll wonderful the, thing. 
All right. The community itself, you, I have friends that I've developed in, in Taya. If anybody's curious about Taya, all you got to do is go to the streamofdavid.com and look it up or go to the Taya practice. The Taya practice Facebook. Facebook group. Yeah. That's a good place Facebook to go. Facebook group. Yeah. yeah. So one of the great things about the community I, I love is that it's support. It's support when you are what we call DTS down your spiral and you've got some stuff going on. When I first joined Taya, I was literally homeless and didn't know where I was going to be. And I went through Taya at a time when I think personally that Taya is what saved my butt. Mm. But, but it's the community that was in Taya that, that felt made me feel like it saved my butt. Mm. How about you? Um, I, I didn't have that experience because I wasn't in the kind of place you were in at the time. I can tell you, uh, obviously, anything that, that happens in Taya, we keep with Taya. So I have to talk very generally. But we have somebody who's new who just uh, came in and, and she was having a hard time. And I sent her a message and she was so grateful for that message. She was oh, grateful. For, I, I mean, I was able to nail something that she was dealing with. I, I told her about it and she was so full of gratitude. And and I, honestly, all I did was just take a moment to send her a personal message. That was it. But she treated mm-hmm. it like I had just saved her life. And I I took my time and energy to send her a message. She was so appreciative of it. Well, that's uh, what happens in, in boot camp. You get that kind of thing happening all the time. I did not necessarily through a personal message, but people are supporting each other all different kinds of ways. And like I pointed out to her, I mean, you're going to end up doing it too. She's relatively new in, in boot camp, so she's still... You know, in those early stages, but yeah, very yeah. quickly, she's going to get to the point where she's going to be helping somebody. You know it's going to happen. That's just the totally. way the boot camp works. And that's what's so cool about it, because everybody is there for the same reason, to heal, to get better, to become that better version of themselves that they've always wanted to be. That's right. Yeah. What I'm appreciating about the fact that, like, you just, doesn't it feel good to not feel alone in our perfectly oh, yeah. human mess? Mm. In our perfectly human mess, I mean... How many times do we feel like we're completely by ourselves and we're the only ones going through something? Like often? <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's like, well, in my case, I'll sit there and think, well, nobody's going to No, I'll beat myself up and be like, nobody would fucking do this. I don't give a shit. What? Like, I'm got to be the only one on the planet that would do something that stupid. Uh, like, you know what I'm saying? And it's really nice when you find out everybody's just as stupid as you are. So you're good. <laughs> yes. I, I mean, really, you know, okay, we're, I, something hit me the other day, Walt. We've got 9,000 excuses and one big exaggeration. Oh, okay. What's the big exaggeration? I'm curious. But there's 9,000 excuses. No. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Yeah. That's true. <laughs> I was just like, oh, my God. And I started writing some stuff down. But the community, the biggest part, yeah, it's the camaraderie of the fact that you're not alone in any of this. And here I am all these years later. I mean, sure, I I met David Pryor and I was interviewing him. But it didn't sink in until I took Taya, which is the killer part. So, Well, well, Taya, I I think the thing that is really – kind of hard to convey to somebody who hasn't been in the tire program is that what we're saying is not just a little true. It's a hundred percent true. It, it, it's not an experience we're used to having in normal society. No. And so, you know, when, when you say something like, well, it's very supportive, I think it's something that easily gets dismissed. Like, well, yeah, okay, that's great. You know, so they have a support group. No, 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 no. The support is, is immense. The support is infinite. Yeah, that's right. And and if you haven't experienced it, it's actually hard to explain it. It's kind of like trying to explain that's, red yeah. to somebody who doesn't know what color is. Totally. Or or trying to explain what something tastes like. Or yeah. it's experiential. Absolutely. I it totally really agree is. with you. So, so what, this is the first big benefit of, of Thai. Let's see. What, what, what can we identify as the second big benefit? The second big benefit for me are the four pillars of Taya. Okay. Detuning judgment, acceptance, appreciation. We're actually looking away from the word forgiveness now and really stepping, really stepping more into a a uh, acceptance of where things are. Cause look, if everything's divine where it should be as it is, then why not just accept that that is what it is? 
And well, then actually, we can, I, you said the word. I think we're actually going toward appreciation. I think it's where we're really getting to. That's yeah. That's what it is. That's the yeah. pillar. Is about yeah the appreciation of it. It's learning. It's understanding. So there's this depth of understanding about my perspective, how I saw things, seeing things with a new perspective, and observing from the eyes of source. Mm. That's like an interesting exercise. Up. Yeah, that's a that's a really interesting exercise. Because basically, what, all you end up doing is you, you end up doing a little meditating, which they guide you through. And then the meditation voice guides you to kind of take a step back and imagine that you are taking a big, 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 big step back. And then noticing yeah. just how small the problems look. And when you it's open beautiful. enough back, they are real small. I mean, it's kind of like, you know, you're on a mountain and you, and you see somebody who's down at the bottom of the mountain. There's a little tiny person down there. Have you ever seen yeah. a, a traffic accident from 30,000 30, feet? I have. I've seen a, th- a no. traffic accident. It looks like a slow motion ballet. It doesn't look like anything. Now, at the level of the traffic accident, it's a horrific event. But from yeah. 30,000 up, 30,000 feet up, it doesn't look like anything. It's like, oh, they just bumped. What a trip. I never even thought about that. Yeah. You know, it's interesting because this whole mortality thing's been going on lately. I just mm. saw just a couple of days ago, right around the corner. A gnarly motorcycle accident mm-hmm. out here. Yeah. I live in Huntington Beach, so we have a street called Beach Boulevard and it gets really busy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, but yeah, no, there was a lifeless body laying there. Oh, yeah. Um, it made me stop and think, why do we wait so long to do the things we want to do? Mm. But back to perspective and looking from the eyes of source and the fact that you're looking at it and it doesn't seem as enormous or ginormous or big. It's all about your perspective on where you're sitting and how you're choosing to see it. And I love how you brought that up. Two different perspectives on the same type of thing. Both both of them serve a purpose in some fashion for you, regardless of how that you want to see it. One, my version reminded me life is precious and I need to not wait. Mm, Yes. Your perception showed you, I'm worrying about crap I don't really need to right now. This is, that's just not big enough. Yeah. And I'm going to tell you, the motorcycle guy, I mean, God bless his family, but he's not worrying about it either at this moment. No, he's transitioned already. And, and that's one of the things that I love about the spiritual uh, circle, globe, world, whatever you want to describe it, that we're in. Because we don't treat death the way that the rest of society treats death. So, when you transition, it's like, oh, this is a glorious thing. We've moved yeah. on. We've moved back into what Abraham Hicks calls our completed state. We're now back as pure source energy, and we're ready for the next adventure. Right. After having taken what, a weekend off to go do this lifetime thing. Because <laughs> that's really what this I is. Love it's like a weekend off. It's a weekend off. Hey, yeah. well, so, so what if what if we view life from source's perspective? What if we really do that? And what that, if you, have you guys, have you ever, Walt, been in a restaurant? Do you and your wife people watch ever? Oh, all the time. Are you kidding? Do you like yeah. sit there like, just observe oh, all those yeah. people. And I love to do that. That's what observing uh, from the eyes of source is like. You're not judging it. You just observe. You just sit with it. I'll give you an and, example that Louise uh, and I did the last yeah. time we were at the restaurant. We were at a restaurant like, and there were two couples that she spied. She said, what do you think? First date? And we're looking, I'm like, yeah, I think so. Because you can see certain clues that suggest yeah. you know, that they were kind of getting to know each other and so forth. Yeah. Oh, that's pretty cool. They're, they're, they're probably on their first date. They're certainly not people who have known each other for years and years. They're, they're feeling each other out. And it was fun. Yeah. It was fun to see that. That was pretty that's cool. cute. Yeah. Oh, my God. Does it spark like <laughs> it's like sparks your own relationship when you see that? Because you start remembering like how awesome you both are. Yeah. Yeah, did I your so. did your relationship with Louise get even better after Taya or during that you're actually going through Taya still? So do you see that it's improving in any area? I think I'm probably too close to be able to answer that just because I'm still in the middle of Taya. Um, okay. But if but if I had to guess, I would say my own relationship with myself has improved. So therefore, my relationship with her has to have improved. That's like the most perfect answer in the world. I'm just like going to drop the mic. Okay. (laughs) Well, thank you. I appreciate it. I'm over it. I'm done. That's it. (laughs) But that's what happens. That's what happens when you go through this program. You end up getting a new perspective that, I mean, you you talked about it in terms of they're no longer thinking about it as forgiveness. They've moved into acceptance and now we're moving into appreciation. It is a big thing. 
especially the first time you're presented with the idea of trying to appreciate stuff that you normally hate. Yeah. The big thing, trying to appreciate stuff that you normally intensely dislike. Totally. And it's, I, I can't say I have completely mastered it, but I have mastered it to a significant degree. And wow. Wow. Tell me about that. Yeah. I mean, essentially, there there isn't a whole lot anymore that pushes my buttons. A lot of my buttons went away. Oh. I'm not Your kidding. Button. A lot of my buttons went away. I like that. Yeah. Tell me more. People would try to push a button and it wouldn't work. Um, things that I would experience in life that would just automatically push the button. It was like, oh, okay. You know, no big deal. Whereas before it would have been, oh, I can't believe they said that. I can't believe that person did that. I can't believe that situation happened. Well, now it's like, oh, yeah, okay. Well, whatever. <laughs> it doesn't matter anymore. It doesn't. Or, or, huh, I wonder why I called that in. Yeah, that's right. Well, there's that one too. Exactly. Yeah. What I do? Well, that's, it's perfect. And I'm going to, now I'm going to, okay, well, ready? I was a bit of a narcissist in my past life, which was just, just a few years ago, maybe even last year. What I mean, (laughs) I love that. (laughs) What I mean by that, I'm a nip, I was manipulative, controlling. I made things happen. And believe me, I have got a brain that works on overdrive. And if I want something to go a certain way, I can make something go a certain way. Kaya has given me tools to detune that because the triggers were in the treasure and the trigger in, in detuning those buttons were the fact that I detuned my narcissist. And now if somebody, if I can, if I find another codependent like me or a, a recovering codependent, when I see one, it's like, yeah, yeah, I see that narcissist in you, and I love that narcissist <laughs> in me so much. I don't need to react to that. That was a good try, but can you do one better? <laughs> I love that. That's, that's what I say. Just shit, do one better, because you know, I've like, I've done that. That's that's no. I can give you a better one if you want to do I, that. I want to ask you a question about uh, narcissism in a minute, but before yeah. I do, Marissa threw a question into the chat, and I want to bring it up. She says, in response to what we're talking about, just be mindful. I think she's talking about the, the entire perspectives that we're talking about. And yeah, it is mindfulness, but it's more than mindfulness, really. It's appreciation of, the, of, of transgressors, to use the entire term. It's appreciation of the stuff that you don't like. That's more than being mindful. That's taking a completely different perspective from what you might have taken before. And it's mm-hmm. challenging, especially the first time you try it. It is challenging. Um, mm. You're not wrong, Marissa. It's not like you're you're wrong about it. It's just that it's more than mindfulness. I love that. It's uh, Marissa. It's it's mindfulness with intention. Yeah. It's mindfulness with informed action. See, there's an awareness to something, and you see it. And the mindfulness of it is you're you not only see it, but now you're going to actually look at your decision making factors before that you do one. So it's an active, intentional. Uh, thing that you're going to do. You're going to look and say, okay, I'm mindful that my behavior used to be that of what we quote unquote call narcissism. And now I am mindful that that was a trait and I am grateful it's not. I appreciate seeing it, but I know I'm going to do the opposite. I know I'm going to do something that's based out of my heart and mind coherence versus mm. my ego. Yeah. I know that, I know that I was my own perpetrator and I know that I'm okay owning my crap. See, what happens is, is that when you, when I speak sometimes, it rattles cages. Well, well, you're good at because, that. We love that about you. Well, that's what I'm here to rattle some cages because you're wasting your time be, being anything but the authentic self that you, and the glory and the beauty that you really are. Mm-hmm. Just completely freaking loving you with full force boogie, man. Yeah. And, and mindfulness is a practice, but it's a practice that gets put into an action. So remember that in, t- in action with intention. But what are you going to ask me about narcissists? I, I was going to ask you a question that uh, doesn't confuse me anymore, but I know it still confuses some people. And so it's worthy of discussion. In your mind, we've been talking about selfishness a lot. Now you brought in narcissism. What's the difference? Mm. Well, there's narcissism in my world, but the way that I showed up as that 
uh, again, this is from my, my pain body, my trauma. There's nothing wrong with any of this. It's just what I did to protect myself. Okay. Period. Um, those were actions I would take without thought of how this would hurt another human. Ah. These were, so the selfishness in that respect was not self first. It was a self first without, without any consideration of another's, uh, heart. I'll take it a step I further. Just, I just want my way. <laughs> yes. I'll take it a step further. I'll suggest something that's perhaps a little controversial. I'll suggest that narcissism has a slightly malicious intention attached to it. Yeah, it does. Damn right. Let's be real. Nobody does anything that hurts somebody else because it's not malicious. Mm. It's pre, it's thought out. It's premeditated. That shit is done because you know you're sitting there going in your head going, I know I shouldn't be doing this and you do it anyway. That's because one, you lied to yourself. Now you're lying to others and all of it is just one gigantic pile of doo-doo you just created. You're back playing with mud pie. What's really interesting about the narcissist is that you tell me from your experience if this was true, the narcissist is isn't necessarily being malicious because they hate the person. They're being malicious because they think being malicious is going to get them what they want. Yes. And because they're so afraid of not being like, I was so afraid of not being accepted and I was so afraid of not being liked. I had to have it. I had to have outside validation of my awesomeness Mm. from everyone else except for me. And then if I could just be a good old narcissist, then I could just be self damning. And then I really could create an environment for myself that was not going to be conducive to Debbie being happy with anything within herself because I've lied to myself all these years. Yeah, that makes sense. Makes total sense. And that's, I mean, that's course, just my experience. I, I don't know what I think any you're of you probably right. I think it probably describes virtually every narcissist to one degree or another, probably to a large degree with, with all of them. Just because... I was, that, that narcissist, like you're saying, that narcissist does not have any good sense of self. They don't have a good sense no. of self-love, self-esteem. None of that's really there. They're faking it, but it ain't really there. Zero. And I see you out there. I see you right now. You, you all that are just going, she's full of shit. You all, that's because it's you. And I'm going to tell you right now. The <laughs> one out there, the, whoever out there is getting all wiggly in their seat and wanting to cuss me out right now because it's you. And here's what I'm going to tell you. You're the very one that needs to come join Taya. And you're the very one that needs to go look in that mirror and go, oh, my God, I, I, I'm i going to do this because I love me. And I'm going to stop. But I don't know how to stop. <laughs> Joe Slyker raises his hand. <laughs> I love it, Joe. <laughs> and Joe, actually, deserves, deserves credit because he's crossed the Rubicon. He's actually taking that action that he needs to take. So well done, Joe. Way to go. Love it. Well, I'm glad I'm glad you're raising your hand. Are you getting uncomfortable being uncomfortable? Being comfortable, you're never going to get comfortable being uncomfortable. But the, there's a there's a farce in this idea that we're going to create an environment that's good, going to be comfortable. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and and. And, and it, I was trying to see what Elaine says. No, Debbie, that's absolutely correct. It's what is, it is love in our narcissist in the now. Yeah, you gotta, <laughs> yes. you gotta love this. Love you. You've got to love that, that thing in you. Let me tell you, I went from victim. Look what Facebook user put. <laughs> I'm getting comfortable being uncomfortable. I like that. <laughs> uh oh, Debbie froze up. No! Come back! Come back! Oh dear. Well, hopefully she's going to get back pretty soon. I I, I can't finish her thought. I'm not sure exactly where she was going to go. So, okay, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to give you guys a little bit of a little promo activity until Debbie's able to get the uh, connection going again. Because we do have stuff coming up on LOA today starting next week. Actually, we've been getting a lot of guests on the show, which is pretty cool. Um, Yesterday, by the way, if you hadn't uh, seen yesterday's show or listened to yesterday's podcast, well worth it. Cassie Parks was a great interview. Really, really cool. Um, So, oh, here she comes back. There we go. Hey, all right. There she is. I have to, I have to tell, oh, look at, that's my journal right now. Choose happy. 
Ooh, I like it's it. just too cute. So let me tell you guys how that how did I wind up being my own narcissist in my life? Not only did I marry some and I have had relationships with some, but I'll tell you how I became my own because I went single for like ever, like seven years. Mm-hmm. So I became my own perpetrator, my own narcissist. I didn't need to go meet anybody to do it for me this time. I just became it for myself. That's all. <laughs> But it starts out with that, that whole victim syndrome, the whole victim mentality. Then we call in more perpetrators and we have more of this going on in it. They're all, they're all behaviors and mechanisms designed to simply protect ourselves because that's all we're doing. We're protecting ourselves. We're scared to death inside. We're afraid of people not loving us for who we really are. We're afraid people are going to see us and they're not going to like us and that they're not going to be whatever. They're so scared. Mm. And it's not that, and, and quite frankly, I hate the labels. I don't like any of them, but I'm just calling it what we can refer to with a word. Yeah. Yeah. But what it really, but it really, yeah, it's just self-damnation. If you have some understanding, yeah, the labels are there. The question is, are you, are you going to rely on the labels as a thing to lean on all the time or are you simply using it for understanding? If using for understanding, labels are useful. That's what labels are for. I love that. And, and that's why I'm using them. And I realize that that could be a trigger word. And if it is a trigger, there's treasure in the trigger. You're getting, if anyone's been triggered during this at all, I'm really stoked about that because that rocks. <laughs> you so, you so need to get your flunky butt over into Taya. Do whatever you need to do, but raise your standards and raise the bar. Quit playing sure. small. Quit playing small. Stop. And I tell myself this. Don't play small. True, true or false. One of the hardest yeah. things to deal with at first when you're in Taya is when they, when, when you go through something really rough and everybody says, Hey, congratulations. That's wonderful. Cause you're not used to hearing that. <laughs> true or false, right? <laughs> it's a shock the first time it happens. Like, Oh, oh my God. I'm being celebrated for having all this terrible stuff happen. Well, that means you're doing the work. Congratulations. <laughs> it's like. Yeah, honey, I know. <laughs> so we love you. I mean, yeah, it is. You're right. It's true. And the reason that Taya Trust Your Abundance is such a killer program and why, you know, after all these years, why would I have done it in the first place? I've done coaching, done all this stuff because it, the healers need the healing and we need the mm-hmm. practice and we need the tools. And it's really Taya's for, Taya's for badasses. It's not for the weak, meek and mild. I'll promise you. Yeah, so, and besides, if, you, if you're meek and mild, that's just because you're still in your narcissist story and you're still feeling sorry for yourself and you're probably triggered right now and being a victim. Wambulance it right over straight up to like doing something about it. And there's something that you can do about it. And, and this is what I'm going to suggest. Just put your hand on your heart and just be, I love you. Mm-hmm. I love uh, me. I, even I, though I'd you like don't to throw one other it. thing in too, because there are going to be some, yeah, people, yeah, yeah. I just realized there are some people who are feeling very weak, who actually are ready for Taya. I just want to point out that there, there are, there is that group of people. You're right there. Are, if, if you, you have to have a, a degree of strength to go into it because you're going to be really working on some tough stuff. They call it yeah. boot camp for a reason. But even if you're feeling very weak right now, it still can be right for you. What it comes down yeah. to is this. Are you willing to take steps? And I don't mean hypothetically. I mean, are you actually willing to take steps? If you're willing yeah. to take steps, no matter how timid you are, Ty is going to work for you. Right. And it is. That's just, he, Walt's correct. And plus, then you have the community and you have the family to help you through this. And Ty is creating warriors. That's what it does. And it's creating warriors because we're all warriors. We did not go through what we went through to not be a, a warrior. I see Kirk Nurmi on here. Kirk is a freaking warrior. Oh my God. Hey, Kirk. Love you, Kirk. And, and Joe Syker, you're a warrior. Elaine, huge. She's warrior. Warriors. Mm-hmm. You guys, warriors. Walt's a warrior. We're all freaking warriors. We're warriors because we've been through the battle. We've been through the battle. And you know what? Battle's over. The battle is within yourself. Mm. And now nobody caused your stuff. Now it's time for you to just face you with compassion, love, and understanding. And you are the one that matters. And see, that's the thing. When somebody goes, yeah, I've got all these things going outside of me in my life. I'm like, yep. And then you just keep getting message after message after message after message. And it's the same shit. I just go, I mean, it's simply, how's that working for you? Or 
hmm, you are the common denominator in everything happening here. What does that mean to you? Before you start blaming somebody else and realize that it's you. You, 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 you. And you are so important that you matter. And for God's sake, do something for yourself. Do something for yourself this weekend. Don't wait to do something for yourself. Because time's not, time, time isn't, time isn't going to, it doesn't matter anymore. Time is an illusion. Like you're not here all that long. You don't have time to wait. What do you, he says, I see it as learners instead of warriors. In the end, there is no fight. You know, I, I love that too. I think, I think Kirk, sometimes I get into the whole warrior thing just because it, it's so like, it's so like Wonder Woman-ish, Woman-ish. Yeah. <laughs> oh, warrior. You know, just because I, I don't know. Well, I, I, like I, I agree with Kirk too. Um, the, the thing that yeah. I find is that, and this is probably the biggest thing that comes out of Tayo as you're coming toward the end of it, because that's where I am right now. I'm like in the, the last third is you find that the wars disappear. You may have come in yeah. as a warrior, but now all of a sudden you don't have to fight anymore. No. no. Now, if you're, if your identity is all in fighting, yeah, you still got a problem. You got, you got a transgressor. You got to kind of detune there. But if you just were fighting just because you felt like you needed to defend yourself, you don't have to defend yourself anymore. And no. that's a great place to be in. It's, it's so not happy. I am a recovering codependent and I don't need to explain myself nor give any explanations. Right. No means no. And no is a entire sentence all on its own. No. And, but, and, but. And true or false. Now that you, 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 you in particular, because you, you, on this long, long route from a very, like your own description said, you were narcissistic. You had this codependency going on. You went away I had from addictions. all of that. You had addictions on top addictions. of that. You went away from all of that into where you are right now. It's a huge journey right there. Big. All that by itself. True or false. Now that you've come through to the point that you're at right now, that stuff that, that you went through before, first of all, doesn't affect you anymore. And second of all, you appreciate it. I love it. Isn't it true? I love every ounce. Yes. I love every messy, messy, juicy, freaking, just, just enormous, ginormous disaster I've ever created for myself. <laughs> I love the way you said that. That's great. <laughs> but that's, I love it. Happens. Yeah. Yeah. So. Go over, join the, join the tie, join the tie practice group, everybody, if you haven't done it and come hang out over there yeah. and get it. This isn't just some big spiel. This is seriously tools to get your, get your life back. In fact, didn't, didn't no. David and Stacey just record something today that, that was for people who are new to the tie practice? I think there's something that just got he, posted. He did. He and Stacey yeah. popped in earlier. Yeah. He, they did. And, um, you know, you're going to see David and I are going to be on next Wednesday. Oh, you are. Cool. Uh, do, yeah, next Wednesday doing a Taya talk and then I'm going to do something else with them too. And if anybody has ever watched, David and I have a blast together. So you're going to need <laughs> you guys to check are that out. combination. Oh my God. <laughs> have we ever done a show yeah. with you two here on the, on the show at the same time? We've had you. Um, okay. Wait, wait, wait. Oh, I've got to see this one. Uh, no, we had, well, yeah, well, we had Neil on too. Well, oh, Walt is right. right. Yes. I'm not grateful for the cancer, but the, and infamy, uh huh, grateful for the lessons. I actually love that. I love that. But Kirk is a, Kirk has beat cancer. He's on this health journey, you can't imagine, but he was also one of the top attorneys in the entire United States. And he also wow. walked away from that. He's got, he's got one of the most extraordinary stories. If you've not uh, checked out Kirk Nurmi, you all need to because he's one of my personal favorites to just check out and watch. He just makes my, he, he gives me inspiration. That's another thing you can do. Find somebody who just their presence inspires you. Walt's one of these people. He inspires us all, doesn't he, guys? Kirk, you inspire people, and I love you. Elaine, I know you inspire people. Nicole uh, Campbell, she inspires people. Everybody on here, Joe Slyker, you're inspiring people every day. All of you are. But find those people in your life that inspire you to and, and be the best version of you. I want to inspire the people you just named because I know you're naming them for very, very good reasons. So all those people who just got named, if you feel the strength to do this, go to Calendly.com forward slash LOA today and you can sign up to be a guest on the show and come tell your story. Right? Yeah. Yes. And, and Marissa, you too. I didn't see you. I didn't see your name. You're in 
inspiration. And yes, you do, Walt. Well, so did you guys much. catch that? Sign up, LOA Today. Calendly.com. So it's the calendar program uh-huh. where you can sign up. Okay. That's basically how my calendar is maintained for me. Calendly, C-A-L-E-N-D-L-Y. It's a weird name. Calendly.com forward slash LOA Today. I That's love how it. You do it. Sign up. I want to see. I want to see it happen. You're going to see Kirk Nurmi coming up at the. Uh, I think it's the 21st or towards the end of October on Spirituality Gone Wild. So make sure you're watching for that too. And Kirk, we've got to get Kirk on here. I'm telling you, seriously. Well, and well, anybody Kirk, else on here? Kirk said only if Debbie joins. Kirk, when you go to calendly.com forward slash LOA today, you'll be presented with our calendar. And if you choose yeah. a Friday, guess which day Debbie's on? It's Friday. Friday. So pick a Friday. That's how you'll know that Debbie will be on. Okay. I love that. Thank you. Kirk is just so rad. I'm going to squeeze you one of these days. There's not going to be much to squeeze, but I'm going to squeeze anyway, because he's just in Arizona. He and his wife both. I'm going to squeeze them together. Big, giant huggy. Elaine says, I don't know if the world is ready for my story. Just the fact that she says that tells me the world is ready for her story. Oh, Elaine kicks butt. Elaine, (laughs) you you, got to come on. I know you do. Lorna, anybody that's popping on here right now, we're calling all you in. Come Ah. on. You know what? I'm actually loving that. Come on and talk because anything that you've got going on in your life is worth talking about. Because you're important, for God's darn it sakes. By the way, if any of you are regular LOA Today listeners, you know that people like Louis D'Souza and Anne-Marie Young and Bridget D and Janine B, they're all longtime listeners. That's how they started. They started as listeners. And look look where they are now. They're co-hosts. Nicole Campbell just started her first new show. Nicole, you need to, to, to plug in and come on here with us on a Friday. Absolutely. She's in, Canada. she's in Canada. Oh my God. She's an extraordinary up and coming, uh, inspirational, motivational speaker. She's phenomenal and she's been watching for years and now she's stepped into that power herself. So everything in life is possible. People, you're leaving one thing behind when you go and it's not artifacts. It's your story. Mm. So be an inspiration to others and come on here and do this thing with us. I love you. I love it. That's a great way to wind up the show. Beautiful. Absolutely gorgeous. I, I don't know how we ended up on this topic of because this is basically about self and building self and, and working on self. We talked about yeah. selfishness, but it was a great topic. So thank you for helping to spin it into existence. Thank you. Thank you for co-creating with me. That was fun. I love it. It's always fun. You're just well, you're you're Debbie G. You're full of energy. It's so much fun every time that we talk. I, the only thing that could have made it better is if Neo was here, and I'm sure he'll be here next week. So that'll be we love good. you, Neo. We do. Hashtag. Hashtag, we love Neo, positivity. And we love all of our live streamers, and we especially love all of our podcast listeners everywhere. So we'll see you all next time here on LOA Today. Goodbye, everybody. Bye.